Hello, friends, and welcome to Swimming and Singing, the podcast for Spoonies and the people who love them. I'm Sarah Nelson. I'm a yoga therapist in Portland, Oregon, and today I'll be talking to Jen May, a good friend and fellow librarian. We chat about her later in life diagnosis with ADHD, how stress impacts her health, and the surprising stress-relieving discovery she made during COVID lockdown. Just a reminder, this podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody, but I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Jen is a mom, wife, daughter, and librarian living in Portland, Oregon. She is anxious. She worries a lot. She gets sad. Her body hurts. Her guts are a mess. And if you could see inside her head, it would closely resemble that of a squirrel trying to cross the street. It was during her attempt to find some calm in her world that she stumbled upon a herd of goats. And those ruminant darlings changed everything. Hello, Jen, and welcome to Swimming and Singing. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Sarah. You were one of the first friends, maybe the very first friend, I made when I moved to Portland almost 20 years ago. (laughs) So we were both a lot younger then. And in that time, I've seen you go through pregnancy and become a mother, struggle with and get diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and then an ADHD diagnosis. And through it all, you continued to work and excel at your job, continued to be a wife and mother. And now you're devoting a significant amount of time to volunteering with the goats. (laughs) What's your secret to balancing all that? Um, yeah, there's, there's no secret. Um, and honestly, I don't feel like I'm really balancing (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Well, there's that possibility. But, um, I, I feel like, you know, people just do what they need to do. And, um, I, I definitely, I definitely have days where I feel, you know, like, I'm just failing. I have that... My husband always calls it the um, compare and despair mm. thing, right? So, like, you know, oh, so-and-so's house is always so clean and mine's a hot mess. And, uh, um, you know, oh, they always make home-cooked meals for their family and stuff. Um, and I've just had to learn uh, really to figure out what is really the most important stuff for me and um it has taken me many many years to realize that having a perfectly clean house is just it's just not um (laughs) as nice as it would be yeah uh and don't even get me started on my yard so I just you know I love the work I do and I want to be with my family whenever I can and then you know um yeah yeah the goats I gotta be with the goats so yeah yes. <laughs> so yeah it's I don't know if balance is quite the word yeah <laughs> yeah um 
No, I love how you said that. I think that uh, comparison is a dangerous trap many of us fall into. Yeah. And yeah, just because something's balanced doesn't mean it's like equal parts. It could be more like juggling. Yes. <laughs> Life really does feel like juggling. <laughs> I'm not always the best juggler. <laughs> um. I know a handful of people, mostly women, Mm -hmm. who were diagnosed with ADHD Mm -hmm. as adults Mm -hmm. um, in the past few years, it seems like. I would love to hear how that diagnosis changed the way you Mm -hmm. think about yourself, Mm -hmm. if it did. And if looking back, you can see how ADHD influenced your childhood or young adulthood. Yeah. um, It's taken a while. So I... I was diagnosed in my late 30s, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Yeah, I think it was about three years after my kid was born. Mm -hmm. So late 30s, and um, it has really taken almost really the pandemic, I think, (laughs) for me to sort of change the way I think about myself. So when I was first diagnosed, I was like, no. When the woman... Because I went in mm-hmm. thinking I was, like, my memory was going. I was really freaking out about that. And um, the lady was like, no, you have ADHD. And I was immediately like, that's impossible. Um, I was a good kid, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got really good grades. People said, you know, I was smart and, like, you know, I could sit through movies and I I wasn't running around because I had this impression that ADHD meant bouncing off the walls and not being able to ever like sit still, which is, is not, I have the inattentive type. And, um, and for me, so I had developed some really good, you know, skills as a kid Mm -hmm. that I didn't know I was doing that, Uh but I, I just did it. I I was really lucky. My mom sent me to this really great elementary school and I think they helped me build this foundation where, um, I really, you know, I thrived in school and I did a really good job. Um, and it wasn't until, honestly, until, um, pregnancy and, uh, having a kid when suddenly I know I was older, I didn't ever sleep <laughs> and everything just kind of came crashing yeah. down. So, um, there had been little clues like, you know, I always lost stuff and I was never on time to things, but, um, it was wonderful when I finally really started looking into ADHD and the different things it means. And it's not that I'm lazy or I'm flighty or I'm a bad person. There's just certain things that, um, I can't do very well. Uh, I can try really hard and sometimes I have to, like depending on what my job is at the time, I might have to really focus on Mm -hmm. something that is not really my best for the way my brain works and I can do it. But I've also learned that I need to give my time. I need to take time out to just be ADHD, Jen. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, on the weekends where I flit from one thing to the uh-huh. other. And um, that's been really... That's good for me. It might drive my family a little crazy. 
<laughs> but it's good for me. And the other thing is, thankfully, after years of screaming at myself and not being nice to myself because I forgot the grocery list, you know, and I'm at the mm-hmm. store now, or, you know, um, I am much nicer to myself now. Yeah. Um, I can get upset once in a while, but for the most part, I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm yeah. going to try again. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. At the beginning of that answer, you said Mm -hmm. something about the pandemic. Oh, yeah. How did that influence your understanding of your ADHD? I know. that's uh, I'm thinking maybe because you were working from home so much. Yeah. (laughs) So definitely that and how um, teleworking isn't really the best for me Mm -hmm. and seeing that. Mm -hmm. But also... I read a little more, um, and yeah. I uh, followed a couple things on Instagram. Yeah, um, and uh, also talked to my kid more, who knows mm. just about all sorts of stuff because mm-hmm. they're always like researching, looking into things that I think I was like, "Oh, interesting," and you know, I want to look into this more. And oh my gosh, yes, I totally understand what they're saying there. That's exactly what happens to me. So I don't know if it just freed me up a little bit yeah maybe to yeah I could see that I mean because commutes take time and energy mm-hmm. and once we take that out there's a little bit more time for other things yeah it, it also seems like yes there was something to do about like TikTok or Instagram reels and like mm-hmm. more education around like more like what it looks like in a woman to have mm-hmm. ADHD mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. We had thought that's exact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because uh, yeah, when the first got the diagnosis, I was picturing you know, I don't know immediately small boy yeah. running around a room, right? Right. And you know, I was not that kid. But yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's real, man. It's real. <laughs> yep. Um, you have mentioned having issues with anxiety, mm-hmm. pain, gut health. Have you found that stress plays a role in the exacerbation of your symptoms? And if so, how are you finding ways to reduce your stress? Um, yes. <laughs> I, I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, stress doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> Got it all figured out. Um, definitely. Um, I find that when I'm in the real meat of a stressful situation... Um, uh, I keep chugging along fine. And then as I start to come out of it, I feel like Mm. is when things flare up or it's just been a while and they start to flare up and that starts to like, I notice it and it brings me out. I can't, (laughs) I'm not sure chicken and egg here, but, um, uh, so especially with the gut stuff. Um, if I go through a stressful whatever, and, yeah. and for me, you know, that could look like anything. It doesn't mean a major life event. Um, but if it's something that has got me wound up enough and um, anxious enough, that always... Like any night up. of watching the news? Yes! <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty constant. Um, <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think about... So, things I have tried and don't always succeed at, and this is another one of those things where I'm trying to learn to be nicer to myself, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all about practice, and it's okay if you mess it up, um, and you will start up again. Um, 
uh, is that I've been like, this is real recent, which is why it's in the front of my brain. Um, and maybe this is embarrassing. I don't know. But my Fitbit, uh-huh. <laughs> my, okay. mo- my mom gave me a Fitbit uh-huh. and it um, has this thing where at night you like turn it on and it does this like it buzzes for an inhale. Oh, and then it buzzes for an exhale. Yeah. And you do that for 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and and it's part of a thing where like you have to take your blood pressure before and after. Um, but it's really been, it's been great for me. Yeah. <laughs> like nice. it really does calm me down. Yeah. Um, and at first I thought 15 minutes, yeah. that's so long. It's not, I'm, I know you, you know this, Yeah. but for people out there who don't, it it's not long. Yeah. It's just suddenly over and, um, I feel much better. Um, I'm also one of those people who goes through things where I'm like, oh, I'm really into this thing. Mm. I'm never not going to be into this thing. And then I'm not, but I, um, in the past, you know, like your yoga practices have really helped. Um, listening to music and dancing is a great mm-hmm. way if it's more of a angry stress or uh-huh. a, you know, like a all your muscles tightening stress. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, the new Florence and the Machine album okay. is perfect for that. Just want to throw that out there. Good to know. Um, <laughs> And uh, I've been doing a lot more walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And gentle exercise. And I know we might get get to this later, but <gasps> being with the goats. Yes. The goats have been my savior. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're headed next. But I okay. just, first I just want to reflect back. I love that, um, I love that you're talking about self-acceptance and self-love and how that helps to reduce your stress, and then reducing your stress <laughs> helps to reduce your symptoms. Yeah. That's lovely. Isn't that nice? It's, yeah. It can be tricky, but it... Yeah. 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 So we're not taught how to do it. <laughs> that brings us to the goats. Goats! Um, so, I would love you to tell us about the Belmont goats. I've, I've seen them, but tell the listeners, um, tell me how you came to work with the goats. And even though it might seem like one more thing on the to-do list, uh, I would love to hear how, how that's impacted your health and wellness. Oh, I could talk for hours, so I'm going to try not to. Um, okay. So yes, the Belmont goats, um, for people local to Portland may have heard of them, um, but they started out uh, in, in Southeast on Belmont. And, you know, I had heard of them mm-hmm. because I live in Portland, but, um, and I think I even saw them once or twice driving around over there. Um, but, you know, life keeps going by. And then the goats moved to uh, the Lentz neighborhood, moved a couple places, and then they ended up in St. John's. Um, in our the neighborhood. neighborhood you live in. Yes, the neighborhood I live in. Um, and uh, we went for a walk one day and purposely to go by and see them. Um, and it was during the pandemic. So, you know, they weren't open for people to go in and mm-hmm. see them or anything. But um, I gave them scratches through the fence. Oh, yeah. A little no scratches. E- exactly. Because they love scratches. And I posted it on. Mm-hmm on the Instagram I have for my pets, so uh-huh. it's a public one, and um, and the one of the co-owners <laughs> was like, yeah, don't do that. Oh, no, really? <laughs> well, because, you know, there's a pandemic, yeah. and, 
you know, we don't know how it trans. I mean, right. All yeah, early extremely days. good. Yeah. Um, reasoning. And there were signs that said, you know, please don't pet the goats. There just wasn't any in that like little area I was. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And they were like, no, it's okay. If you want to touch the goats, why don't you volunteer with us? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, the goat, there's 14 in the herd. And they sort of range in age. The youngest, I think, are around eight. Um, and the oldest, we don't quite know how old she is. She could be as old as 15, mm-hmm. but um, she could be younger than that. They, um, oh, gosh, I just, <laughs> they're, they're amazing. And when I went to the orientation and I sat down on this little stump and they come over with their little oh, goat eyes, yeah. and they look at you, and and even some of them will do the the dog thing where they, like with the paw to pet me, you. but they do it with their little hoof, and then you give them scritches, and they love it, yeah, and they just they're so like calming, and they're just kind, and yeah. Sorry, you're gonna. I was gonna ask if the goats um, were rescued from somewhere. Oh, um, mm, mm, well, kind uh, so so. <laughs> The original owner bought them from farms, different mm-hmm. farms, and they came in sets of two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have brothers, we have um, best friends. We have two that are total best friends. We had two moms come at once. Um, thought they were both pregnant. One of them was and had babies. And then the other one turns out that maybe she wasn't really pregnant, but then she got pregnant, and so she had oh. two babies. So it's kind of like a lot of sets of two. Um, mm-hmm. And why I say kind of sort of is then the guy decided he didn't want to have the goats anymore. Mm-hmm. So a group of people came together and pooled their money and bought the goats from him and started the nonprofit to keep the goats together. To keep the goats together. Um, and part of the nonprofit is that they are, they're like therapy animals. Mm-hmm. So that's written into there. And that's why we have open hours every mm-hmm. weekend. So people can come and just sit. Like just the act of brushing them mm-hmm. is just like so soothing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also, and this is going to sound weird, but like watching them and even sort of hearing the, how they just chew their cud and mm-hmm. stuff is very relaxing. Huh. Um, one of my favorite things is to be in the barn when it's raining with them and they're all just lounging around and kind of munching on hay and chewing their cud and doing their little goat sighs. It's like, I mean, there's just, it's, yeah, it's the best thing in the world. So yeah, it, it, you know, I do a couple days a week. I do chores. Yeah. You're, you're not just volunteering to pet the goats. No, no. Though that opportunity kind of exists and that you can volunteer to do <laughs> gate hours. Um, uh-huh. And I do that as well. And that's, you know, we just hang out with the goats while people come visit them and make sure everyone's safe and happy and having a good time. Um, the humans are always safe, but we want to make sure the goats right. are safe. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and yes, you. I feed them and water them and I. two of them are kind of have some medical needs so we give them baths two times a day and um, I also help with getting the hay to the field in my truck and oh. um, I'm a volunteer coordinator. Nice. One of three. We're a trio, a triad. Um, 
I'm not doing a good job expressing how important these goats have become to me <laughs> um, and just how lovely they are. Uh, but also one of the other really nice things about this is all the other volunteers are this, like, we're like the same in yeah. that sense. Like we have found something really special here and we're all just like total goat people now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Goats for life. <laughs> yes. Well, it makes me think of, um, you know, we talk about, especially in my membership about spoons and mm -hmm. spoon theory and how many spoons you have. And it seems like an activity that kind of both uses but also replenishes spoons for you at yes. the same time. Yes. I get more spoons than I have to. Y yeah. Get, which so. is huge. Yeah. It also just makes me think of, uh, I think it's called equine therapy, where oh, people mm -hmm. work, like, specifically with horses mm -hmm. and... Um, the horses have some sort of healing power, which I think I, I feel like you are experiencing with the goats as well yeah. and other animals in your life. I do love, I love, I love the animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and sharing about the goats, sharing about your journey. Um, I will post, I'll include a link to both the goat website if people want to check out the goats there's amazing photos yes. of the goats we're all professional goat photographers at this yeah. point <laughs> yeah well the, and the goats are very photogenic yes they are <laughs> um and the goat you guys have a instagram I, oh yes yes so mm -hmm. i will link to both of those um yeah thank you so much for being here thank you sarah thank you so much for listening to swimming and singing if you're interested in working with me or joining my online therapeutic yoga membership, head to my website at bit.ly slash yoga therapy for spoonies. And there you will also find a link to a free yoga in bed three-part course. Links and contact information for me and my guests can be found in the show notes. If you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep swimming and keep singing.